This is Ty Nelson, number 24 of the North Bay Battalion, and you're listening to the Owen 60 Podcast, the home of the OHL. How about 2020 first overall pick, Ty Nelson, opening up the show? What a way to get her going. After the draft lottery goes down, Ty Nelson, still waiting for him to light up the OHL because we couldn't watch him play this year, which sucks, but, uh, you know, we... We'll get through it, and we'll be ready for September. Um, hello, everyone. Thank you for listening in to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney, along with Colin Ward. And, of course, following the draft lottery, we, uh, we couldn't just do it as a duo. We had to do it as a trio. And uh, Joel Vanderland is joining us, uh, writer for the Niagara Ice Dogs, writer for our website. Uh, of course, you can find that on our link tree at uh on our twitter account at the own 60 podcast on instagram at the own 60 podcast on facebook the own 60 podcast uh all your updates on uh, what goes down in the ontario hockey league joel the ice dogs didn't have a first round pick but uh you know tough times thanks for doing this really appreciate it yeah no problem thanks for having me again i uh always like coming on the show yeah so uh a little bit of a spotlight for you the uh volunteer week love that yeah that's uh that's big uh i always uh appreciate the, the niagara ice dogs and uh and really appreciate them uh putting my name out there uh with the chl and uh, nominating me hollywood Ho- hollywood hollywood, <laughs> hollywood Vanderland. he's got the nickname for a reason you knew it was the right time no congrats joel you deserve it hollywood Vanderland. hollywood Vanderland. reach out <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. Um, and also, a, big, a bunch uh, of uh, you know, a bunch of people just DMing him Hollywood. <laughs> oh, that'd be a wait goal. for the day you'll see Joel Vanderland's name on NHL.com one day. Oh, um, also a big uh, happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody. We are recording minutes after the draft lottery. Uh, concluded so clearly so everyone's listening to this hung over yeah essentially i've got margaritas going you might as well call me reesey margarita because i'm oh i'm going thank you for that one uh, thanks for that one uh, thanks for that one happy cinco de mayo to everyone but uh yeah the i'm tweeting that out right now happy reesey margarita day all right uh (laughs) yeah okay i guess i should run down what we kind of have going on uh for the show this week, or I guess for the next couple weeks, just doing it bi-weekly. But, of course, we'll get into the draft lottery. 19 teams were named, had their picks submitted. Obviously, there's 20 teams. Niagara does not pick in the first round. We will discuss that uh, with Joel at length. We will also get into Tom Wilson and what the heck is Ooh. going on there. I know that's an OH or uh, an NHL topic, but Tom Wilson uh, – Probably should have uh, not been playing, but uh, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. They policed it. They policed it. Love it. Love sure, to see that. Sure, they did. And you need uh, that in the game. The players did. I and of course, the Muskegon Lumberjacks. Get Jack playing. 
the Chicago we're just, Steel. We're just, walk, we're just walking in there, like, flaunting the flannel like McGregor yeah. as I'm walking around right now doing the – boy. We got to get it on the YouTube page. Cause yeah, we do. I do uh, too much walking around, but I'm just flaunting the flannel right now. <laughs> walking around. Of course. Doing the McGregor. Doing the McGregor strong. The, uh, oh, McGregor. Yeah. Trevor Bauer. Hey, hey, hey. Um, July, July 14th, I think that is. Or whatever July day 14th. that is. What are you talking about? Oh, the McGregor. Oh, your turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the Muskegon Lumberjacks following a sweep of the Green Bay Gamblers. They are taking on the Chicago Steel in the second round. So we will touch on them and kind of get you set for that playoff matchup. A couple of – what's the proper – not OHL rights holders, but guys who have been drafted into the Ontario Hockey League, Daniel – Daniel Gushin. I don't know if he's a prospect of the Ice Dogs because it's unfortunate we more than likely won't see him play a game in an Ice Dogs uniform. Yeah. But uh, he'll be taking on Adam Fantilli, Saginaw Spirit um, prospect or property, I guess. Um, they'll be going head to head, so it should be a fun series. So we'll get you all into that. But to get things started, big news of the day the first ever OHL draft lottery took place on wednesday and of course everyone had their predictions out there shocking we had all the oh well the london knights are going to get the number one overall pick just save it london you know we had our uh share of tweets about that there was talks of hey can you imagine the kingston front max get the number one overall pick to play with shane Wright? which that would have been awesome that would have been great but the, no, Ed, the Edmonton talking. Oilers. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I saw Sutter, I saw that he, graphic, that Photoshop. That was pretty dope. Yeah. But uh, it turns out it's the Sudbury Wolves getting pick number one in this year's OHL priority selection. Uh, Colin, we'll start with you. Dave, I mean, David Lavery, Quentin Byfield. Now we got we got a new one. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, I was surprised. Sudbury, but I mean, you really can't be surprised the draft lottery. I mean, anything can happen. Um, the one thing I will say that was definitely pre-recorded. Hundred percent, it was. Say that right now. There's no way that wasn't. As two graduates from broadcasting, uh, you can tell. You can tell easily. Tell. Yeah, you can tell. That was the first thing you. I said that right away. I'm like, there's no way this is live. And I thought it in my head. I just didn't want to say it, but yeah, there's no way. This was probably done at noon. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I have an interesting point uh do i get to it now about my top six the top six the lottery well what do you mean, what do you mean, like, what do you mean so top six top six teams top six players like yeah what, what do you think for now? the lot play teams so for, for the lottery to continue the lottery so i like the lottery i honestly i didn't mind i love lottery. it you man views. you got views they got the ohl got views out of this i yeah, mean that's success. when you haven't had when you haven't had one event all year this is the first event they've had since whenever they shut down last yeah that's a big deal to have a have views like that i mean they got a lot of views we got a shout out which was pretty cool in the chat but yeah that was cool but i just think they should continue it because i'm thinking that so they have a the bottom six teams that so the two teams that are in eighth place in the, each uh conference yep but go in the lottery for next year then the four that don't make it they're also in the lottery obviously so then you go with the best odds you give them to obviously the worst team and you just work your way with the bottom six i just think that's interesting to do because the eighth place team in the conference doesn't win that series usually and they're usually yeah, that team, they're usually that they're usually that team that just barely squeaks in 
I mean, we saw it last year with Kingston, Niagara, North Bay. I mean, they teams are they're trying to win to make that eight spot, but there's well, even look at the Niagara Ice Dogs 2017. They they won because North Bay lost or they got in because North Bay lost. Yeah. So and then they got destroyed by the Peterborough Peets. That's why. Yeah. So that's not, yeah. That's a reason because like I'm thinking like Kingston last year. Kingston I think gets in that eighth seed. They mm-hmm. and it would have been interesting to see them in a playoff series, but Ottawa was going for Memorial Cup. Kingston was not going for Memorial Cup last year. Obviously, they're a young team. They're trying to get their feet wet in the playoffs, which is good. So. Why not include them in a lottery? Because they're not going to win the Memorial Cup. Ottawa was, so they really didn't have a big chance of upsetting the Ottawa 67s. The West was kind of different. London Erie, I believe. Erie was an eighth. It's so long ago. But Erie, I think that Erie might have stolen a game, maybe just because of like Drysdale, they had Yetman, they had uh, Gordon. They had the pieces. They had it. But I just don't think that beats London. So you have Erie with the sixth best odds. You have North Bay with the with the fifth. Then you work your way down. You go Niagara, North Bay, Sarnia, and Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. So I think that would work out if they did it like that. I think that would be interesting if they did that. Yeah. Have a yeah, lot of cool. like get views. I I liked it. I mean it's it's high drama, right? Yeah. Uh, every especially in a year like this where, where there's not a lot to get excited about. You, I mean, exactly. you give hope, you give hope to 19 fan bases. Mm-hmm. You go into it, you say, hey, we, except for Niagara, you, you could land the first overall pick and, and that's high drama. That's high excitement. And it, it gives, it gives the fans a little bit of hope. And Hey, it gives you some animosity in this. I mean, in this timing, I mean, we're used to a mem cup or OHL finals being on this week. Mm-hmm. Instead of an OHL uh, finals, we're having a lottery, and I think that's interesting. I think they should do the lottery each week before the OHL finals. You know when they do the pre- like, so usually Thursday or Friday, that first game of the finals would start, right? So why not do the lottery on the Wednesday night before the Thursday leading up? So you have your press conferences with the coaches and the captains the night before, but then after that, then you have the draft lottery at like seven thirty. Yeah, the press conference is at seven. 7.30, then 8 o'clock draft lottery. I think that would be sharp for the OHL to do because the amount of views you get on that are pretty good. Like tonight, I think they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I think they saved a lot by doing the draft lottery the way they did. So I hope they do the draft like that too because last year the draft was really tough with like they didn't have the draft show. The players just came up and it was yeah. like, it was quick. Well, you I didn't even do the draft show too. You didn't even have a really, you didn't have an OHL cup to watch these guys and Kind of, you talk yeah. about how hard it was to scout for this year's draft. Well, you had a half a season last year or three quarters of a season last year. But, yeah. you know, really the major decisions, if you're on the fence about someone and you see them either excel or just look absolutely terrible at the OHL Cup, that can essentially decide who you're going to take uh, with your first, second, third, fourth, so on and so forth. Like, with your picks and the last two years, you haven't had that opportunity. So mm-hmm. we're talking about this. We're like, Oh yeah. The Sudbury wolves, they huge getting the first overall pick Oshawa getting the second. And it's like, well guys, how, how are we judging these players this year? Like, can you really, you can celebrate getting the first, second, third overall pick, but can you, because 
you're looking at players and you're essentially zoom meetings, looking at tape from a year ago, you're, you're, you're wondering and you're going, so who are we taking? Like it's starting from scratch. Once you see where you're picking. Well, yeah. that's the thing too. And with the OHL cup, you want to see, you want to see a, a pan against uh, mm-hmm. Jorian Donovan, right? You want to compare, you want to see, okay. Ty Nelson, uh, Donovan McCoy, you want to see those teams go head to head. How do they match? You want to see these players high, high stress situations. And you just don't have that. You didn't even have that last year. And yeah. you want to see Max Nemestikov come over and play against North American talent. I mean, against the Canadian talent too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want, to, you want to compare, right? You want to see him versus Ty Nelson. Well, you want to say, big, okay, here's well, a mono the, a mono. The big question was last year. I'm not knocking any picks. Cause I mean, they're young, but Bryce McConnell Barker for out of the London Junior Knights goes four to six. He was a guy that many people did not talk about going in that spot at four. He was he was four to eight. Yeah, it's not really a home run. I mean, it's not really a stretch because if you had him ranked eight, four spots really isn't much. Top four, top five kind of is, but it really wasn't. Um, it's just interesting because if you see him play at the OHL Cup, there's a guy that says that's why we took him four. It stands out. That's another one, too, that misses. You see those guys go up in the board, and you're like, hmm. I mean, there's another one. It's interesting to see. Yeah, well, and even even you can talk about the goaltenders, and I'll talk specifically uh, the OHL, the last OHL Cup Finals that we got to see that was broadcasted live on uh, on Sportsnet with the Don Mills Flyers going up against the Toronto Red Wings. Shout out to the Red Wings. Um, I know. You, you had Shane Wright and uh, Brennan Othman, who – unbelievable players up against Niagara draft pick Josh Rosenzweig in goal mm-hmm. for the Red Wings, right? And really, we haven't seen uh, Josh kind of get his shot yet. I don't know. I don't know if you want to use the word excel, but yeah, like, yeah, get your shot. That's perfect because he was clearly yeah. the third guy la- uh, last time Niagara played with Andrew McLean and uh, Christian Sprawlia before he was uh, let go. And then Josh kind of stepped in a little bit, but you're still waiting on those guys from that big game that took mm-hmm. place. And you're like, yeah, rookie seasons are one thing. And Shane, Wright, Brennan Hoffman clearly were awesome, but yeah, Rosenzweig, you're like, okay, we drafted him. Can uh, he start yeah. some games and win some games well, for us? Like we're still waiting here. Niagara's got a, Niagara's got a log jam there at a goal in the goaltending spot. Anyways, this year, I mean, Tucker Tynan yeah. coming back. That's a big one. They have a lot of guys in that spot. I mean, McLean was going to come back, but now the OA situation stuff in the season ending. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's how the window. Daniel Murphy, the Daniel Murphy trade as well was interesting. Uh, Christian Sprawlia going to Acadia Bathurst. That's just for an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it's good on it's good on the ice dogs. It's good for uh, Christian as well to get out there and play. I mean, and it worked out. weren't playing anyway. So that's yeah, he solid. he was the third goalie, uh, anyways, in 2019 when they were going for the run uh, behind yeah. Stephen Dillon and behind. Uh, um, Jeez. Colton in? No. No. Uh, Jake McGrath. Sorry, they acquired him from Sudbury. I couldn't think of his first name for whatever reason. Yeah. But, um, he was the third goaltender behind him. Great guy. I enjoyed many conversations with him. He's such a great guy, but um, oh, back just, of, there, back there was no opportunity back. really there with Niagara. No. And he knew his role probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, speaking, I mean, of player, speaking of players, sorry to, to cut you off for a second. Uh, Speaking of players that really hurt from no OHL Cup, who is a big surprise for me that fell in the draft out of the first round, uh, Dalen Wakeley from Quinty as well. 
he was a pure goal scorer. I mean, Joel, you're from Belleville. You, you saw Quinty a lot. I mean, seeing uh, Thalen Wakeley, I, I didn't think anyone in the draft shot the puck like he did. And I, and I mean, there's there's another guy where if he goes to the OHL Cup, I know for sure he's a top 15 pick. I know for sure he's a top 15 pick because he didn't score goals. And Quinty was a good team. Quinty was the final five, top five team, I think, out of, coming out of that tournament, I think, if there's a tournament. I believe they were going there and finished, at least in the t- – I think – Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the final game. But there's another one, too, where he's a definitely a top 15 pick because he scores goals. Like, it's crazy. That's the thing is you kind of get you kind of get to the draft, and it's – like you say, there's no Wager Cup. Like, you can't – you kind of have to just rely on the scouts. And Yeah. And also – yeah. Also, show guest uh, – I want to click uh, show guest uh, Gavin Bryan as well. I mean, Branford, Branford wasn't the best team, but he was a leader. When you watch video of those Branford teams, I mean, Gavin made plays. I mean, he was always a guy on that Branford team with the puck. I mean, making plays, get great passer, great two-way player, getting his own end. There's another one where possibly he goes in the top five in the second round if there's no HL Cup because he's going to take all those – he's going to be on all the big plays for Branford. And they're going to play some good teams. And, I mean, it's all like goalies, right? Goalies on bottom teams you lo- you watch because they're going to face a lot of rubber and you see how they compete in those games, right? Because you're going to have to make those second and third effort saves. It's a lot like that for, for any player, too, because uh, you're going to have to watch how they play against the best talent. And I thought Gavin, too, quick uh, show guest, uh, shout out, I guess, uh, <laughs> for, Gavin, for Gavin, because I'm pretty sure he would have been up there, too, if he would have been able to play. Great responsible uh, the captain. Yeah, well, and you look at it too. You look at Quincy, part of the um, one of the massive leagues um, in all of Ontario or all of Canada, if you think about it. And you translate it over to the alliance with the Brantford 99ers just to follow up on Gavin. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of Brantford, it's oh, Gretzky, that's awesome. But then you're also looking down the list at the teams that are here in Brantford compared to like say the Cambridge Hawks or the London junior Knights, the, you know, the Sarnia junior sting, uh, the Waterloo wolves, the Windsor triple a zone, whatever the hell team you want to call them. Um, it's Brantford's not big in sports. No. You know, that Colin from baseball, um, yeah. even well, actually, I, I played, I played in a small market in baseball. Yeah. Good old. In a smaller market. Yeah. I played in a smaller market. Um, it's all the sports Brantford's kind of, Oh, we're playing Brantford tonight. Oh, that should be an easy win. Well, no, I used to love that. I used to love that. I used to, I used to call it a giveaway night because teams would come into us and just be like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to walk right through it. You're just like doormats and you just upset them. It's like, have a good ride home. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy going through our three stoplights. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where, the OHL cup comes into play is you get the Toronto Marlboros, you get the Toronto Red Wings, uh, all these GTHL teams. And then, you know, Windsor, that's what, three and a half, four hours away from Toronto. They come to compete for a championship and the Cambridge Hawks who, yeah, there's an OHL team in the kit or in the Waterloo region, but it's in Kitchener. So you've got them where they're kind of, oh, it's the Kitchener Junior Rangers and the Waterloo Wolves where the Cambridge Hawks are kind of, 
you know, off to the side a bit and the London junior Knights, the Sarnia state, like it's all these teams are, they have the talent and for them not to be able to play for them, not to be able to compete uh, against the best teams in Ontario, against the American teams like uh, honey baked, like little Caesars, like all of these teams, like scouting in the U S could not be more important this year than any other year. Oh, it's in huge. my opinion. Well, that's why I'm surprised that teams haven't jumped on the bit, jumped on that yet. A lot of teams in the OHL don't have American scouts. Yeah, which is surprising. Which is surprising. I mean, I yeah, thought, there's a few that'll just I thought a lot of, do I Michigan a lot of teams mostly. Would, yeah, I thought a lot of teams would adapt to one in Mata. Two scouts isn't much. You have one in Pennsylvania and you have one in Michigan. Yeah. That's really not that much. It really isn't. You can find a hockey guy in Ohio, Pennsylvania. You can find guys in New York. I mean. Yeah. There's guys there that are into it. You can find guys in Michigan for sure. Michigan for sure. Well, and Joel, you've seen it at the AHL level with the Belleville Senators, and um, you can look at all the OHL prospects or OHL prospects, OHL alumni that have gone through the American Hockey League, whether it was in Belleville or you know Toronto or um, any team uh, in the U.S. coming into Belleville to play, and um, everyone says the Americans are starting to you know, get so much better and their teams are going to be more competitive. Just it's not always Canadian talent that are getting these opportunities at the American hockey league, getting these opportunities, even in the ECHL and, you know, coming up to the NHL, Patrick Kane's been huge for American hockey players, but um, seeing some of the American OHL alumni, Joel, in the American hockey league has kind of said, you know, there are Americans that want to play in the OHL and not just go to school. And they're well-deserving of that spot on an OHL roster. No, I mean, you, you can't have any prejudice, right? You, you take the guy and if mm-hmm. they're, if it's an American, if it's Canadian, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You got to win hockey games. And, and like you said, Buffalo, Michigan, Pennsylvania, there's guys all around and they're just, they're just coming. They want to play. They want to play in the OHL. They want to. They want to well, succeed. And, and London's a, a big like Con was saying with their two scouts. They've done a, a fantastic job uh, identifying that talent and, and getting them into London. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think mean, it's. Oh, who's getting a phone call? Uh-oh. Who's busy tonight? Did Cole just mute Uh-oh. his mic? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> blooper. Oh blooper reel. Blooper, so that, blooper reel. Blooper reel? What it's do you mean? No, 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 no. It's the agency. What are you talking it's about? The, it's the agency on the line. Hey, what do you want? Oh, <laughs> does he answer it? Does he answer that's, it? That, that's funny, but um, I, I guess yeah. that's a good segue. Kind of switch tides, because I do want to focus on the Niagara Ice Dogs here. Um, it was... You could say it was announced. It really wasn't announced. But it was, it, that's it, the only question where the like, LHL did not. Yeah, know. like just put them in. Put them in. Who that, cares? That's, that's what we're going to debate right now. So the Niagara Ice Dogs, they clearly didn't have a first round pick, as everyone could tell from the OHL draft lottery. They forfeited the pick, much like the Arizona Coyotes, as in a little bit of illegal recruiting that was found in 2019 i remember because that was a lot of fun when it came to the front office of the niagara ice dogs that i was involved with trying to avoid questions about that whole situation so that was interesting but 
they don't pick first. There's 19 picks in the first round. They are they were drawn as the 15th overall pick. So there's five teams that will move back, and those teams do include the uh, Saginaw Spirit, London Knights, Kitchener Rangers, uh, Sioux Greyhounds, and the Barry Colts, who will fill out the 16 through 20 spot um, in the rest in round two and uh, beyond. Although snake drafts, so it'll be a little bit different every other round. But mm-hmm. um, Joel, we've we we talked about this sort of before we started the show about, you know, it's, it is a big deal. Niagara doesn't have a first round pick, but when you look at the second round and with Niagara having the sixth pick, but being property of Barry, but Niagara having London and Kitchener's pick, it's like, okay, you have two early second round picks. Yeah, it's a big deal, but two back-to-back essentially because London Kitchener are back-to-back picks here. So it's not a total loss for the Ice Dogs here not having a first-rounder. Guys will fall too. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's bittersweet, right? I mean, you look, you want to have the 15th pick. Obviously, uh, that can't can't happen um, because because the the violation. But at the end of the day, it's like Colin says – Last year, Dalen Wakeley slipped to the second round, early yep. second round. You're gonna get, you're gonna get, yeah, you're gonna get two good players there. Um, but at the end of the day, it's re- it's really bittersweet, right? I mean, the fifteenth pick is well. Every, this year, every team's got a first rounder, so. Well, this year it feels like you're picking, like you're picking from the ra- from rounds ten to fifteen, where you don't know. You know, when you get to round yeah. ten, it's like, okay, now we just this kid has a brother that plays in the league. We've saw him play. He's a late, or he's a late bloomer. It's guys like that that you take from rounds ten to fifteen, right? Or you got a guy that has college eligibility who is committed to go to college, but you think if you get him, you got a shot on him or getting him to come. There's that's similar too, but it's gonna feel like that from rounds one to fifteen this year instead of ten to fifteen, where you don't know who you're gonna get. Kids grow, and I mean. They're on Zoom calls. I mean, it's like what we're doing right now on a Zoom call. It's that's how you're going to be talking to kids. And I mean, you can get a lot. You can get a lot through conversation, but you don't actually see their skill set. And you don't see what they are. It's hard. Like I've been doing a, I've been doing the draft book like for my laptop and stuff like for the draft, and it's impossible to find video other than like two years ago. It's so hard. Random video. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. Like uh, because. No one, it's not, it doesn't have the magnitude like minor midget, right? There's a big difference between because everyone looks at minor midget because it's a draft year and no one's thinking about the year before. And I hope next year, the like whatever like team or league in the minor midget and major bantam, I hope they schedule the major bantams playing before the minor midget games because that would be very much appreciated. And if anyone videos games, please do that, <laughs> please video both. Yeah, because we're we're, so we're not hard. fans of parents being too involved, but when it comes to video, parents please take videos. <laughs> please do. I that. think it's so hard. Like you can't put the guy's size down. You can't put the player's size down. Yeah. Because years ago, like it has a kid being five four. I guarantee they're not five four right now. It's just a guess. So really, you don't yeah. know. You're just putting the names down, and you're looking at like players' brothers and stuff. Francesco Pinelli's brother in the draft of the Kitchener Rangers show guess. Yeah. I think that's too is the is uh, kind of relying on, on your scouts and, and the programs that you trust yeah. is going to be a big thing as well. 
our relationships kind of with the, the programs. Yeah, the blue coaches blood are, programs. Coaches and GMs are going to get a lot of credibility out of this. Well, not GMs. I mean, presidents of the minor hockey or whatever yeah. you want to call it. They're going to get a lot of credibility out of this with OHL clubs because nobody knows. Nobody knows. And plus trainers. Plus trainers. If you can contact trainers, that's a big deal because kids are trying to work out the most they can, right? So they all have trainers back home. Those are the people you want to talk to as well because the trainers have all that information on how they developed throughout since the stoppage and how they've improved. I mean, they're working out. What do you lift? If the, I mean, I don't really think you care about lifting. I don't really – like if I'm a scout, I don't care about how much a kid lifts. I care about how hard he body checks. I'd rather see that. <laughs> I don't think they looked at that. But you want to see his quickness, right? Is he quick? I mean, does he have that quick uh, muscle twitch that scouts always talk about? Because, I mean, that's a big deal as well. Plus, you want to know what the parents are like, if they're like what their size are like, if they're tall, small. You want to know what you're getting yeah. into because, I mean, for scout, I know like for the most part, for boys, they look at the mom's side for size. So they want to know is the mom's side a taller family? Because if you're five, six, we want to know if you're going to be six foot the time you're in your draft year or 18, 19 years old. We want to know how. We want to know how tall you're going to be because that's another big investment. So it's hard to find that over Zoom, but a lot of credibility is going to be earned by coaches. I mean, presidents of the minor hockey staff and trainers. A lot of that is going to be earned from that. Yeah, yeah well, and Joel made a good point about the programs you have. Is It, it is going to be like we're going to see competitive hockey, but we're not going to see you know competition where you see – and good old text messages going off on my laptop, but oh, great! Keeps going on. Love that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the program. It's easy to go to the London Knights. You see Dale. You see Mark. You see Rob Simpson. Well, you know what you're getting. Um, yeah, you know what you're getting. You're getting NHL caliber training, NHL caliber teaching. It's just. It's easy to point and say, hey, London would be awesome because you will develop like a pro from the minute that you step into Budweiser Gardens. But yeah, it, it's a matter of establishing and building off of what you have brought to the table when it comes to the amount of great players that you've had. For the Ice Dogs, you can look at Dougie Hamilton. You can look at Ryan Strom. You can look at Freddie Hamilton and, you know, the list goes on and on. Mark Vizantine in goal, Stephen Dillon in goal, you know, trading for Alex Nadelkovich. And I know he didn't really develop in Niagara, but still he was great in the playoffs. Um, you know, Mississauga, Owen Tippett. You look at, um, I'm drawing a blank here. Jesus Christ, I'm popular. Holy, look at that go. Um, you're looking at, uh, Man, I've had enough of this. Uh, (laughs) uh, You you look at McLeod. (laughs) This this is brutal. Like, holy crap. Can someone write one text and be done with it? Um, (laughs) But it's – You you look at the past and you could say, oh, well, the past is the past. That happened. What what if you can't do that now? And it's like, well, you can't really pitch it based off now because you haven't played in – over a year so it's tough this year you can't do it it's it's a matter of adapting and everyone's had to do it it's just something that's had to happen this year Mm -hmm. so it's it's interesting like i said um the niagara ice dogs not getting a first round pick they will select kitchener and london's 
also uh, picks in the second round. So uh, this is kind of my segue to I, break, I guess. Oh, also a quick uh, sh- a quick shout to the OHL for announcing this lottery and the draft plans. It's big for next year to get commits yeah. for the next uh, hockey season. That's nice that they have a plan in place because now kids are going to start committing, hopefully from last year's draft, committing yep. to their teams. Because I know there's a lot of teams with commitments ready to go. So hopefully now that's big with the OHL announcing plans here and having a legit plan. Hopefully that's a start of something to uh, come for your players to commit. Also a quick uh, shout out to the tweet of the night during the draft lottery. Ryan Payette's uh, tweet about Dave Branch's uh, walls are yellow, not green and gold. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh my God. (laughs) That's great. Had to mention that. Yeah, uh, I had to. That was great. Yeah. We'll throw it a break. When we come back, we will get into the Tom Wilson debate, OHL alumni, um, and about what yeah. the heck was supposed. Oh my God! And Reese's phone. Reese's come great. on, like this is a joke. What are we doing here? I'm not that popular. What are we <laughs> doing here? Um, so we'll get into Tom Wilson. Hey, I found out how to mute mine. How'd you do I'm that? Good. I just well, I went through my headphones. I mean, you're on your headphones too. But see, you can still hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, and I just got a text like 20 seconds ago. Never went off. Jeez. Just, is it because yeah, my laptop's old? Is it because it's a 2016 laptop? No, there's a there's got to be a way. I don't know how I did it either. It was just a fluke. It, was, it happened a couple months ago. I just figured out how to do it. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get into Tom Wilson, and we'll also get into After the we Lumberjacks. Laptops. Get, I'm jacked. Playing the Chicago jacked, Steel yeah. in the second round of the playoffs. So I'm flaunting the flannel. I'm walking around. I'm strutting. Boy. Don't Love care. That. Walking high. Chin yeah. up. That's Yo. still coming up here on the Own 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Domaney along with Colin Ward and our guest slash writer, uh, Joel Vanderland got a shout out on Twitter, Instagram, what have you from the OHL, from the CHL uh, volunteer week. He does awesome stuff uh, with the oh, ice yeah. dogs and for us as well. And a little bit of a tease. He's got an article coming for us within the next uh, week or two or three or However long would, he has to edit it down, write it up, yeah. and get her posted. It's a timeline. Next week. Timeline. Next week. We're locking it in. Next <laughs> week. Love that. Okay. Love Hollywood Vanderland. So get ready for it. Make sure uh, you check out our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at the Own 60 Podcast for the link to that article. Of course, you can read the articles that he's already done on our website. That is on the link tree. Uh, on our Twitter, on our Instagram, on our Facebook, like I had already mentioned, at the Own 60 Podcast is where you can find that. Essentially, essentially on everything. So um, you can find it there. And we probably didn't mention this because we got into a lot of debates and topics in the first segment. But happy Reese Margarita Day. Yeah, Reese Margarita Day. You see that tweet? You see that tweet? I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Trademark it. Colin Ward has got the official OHL draft uh, order of course this clearly doesn't include the niagara ice dogs in the first round but in case you missed it colin you have the floor what are we looking at in terms of the order of the uh, 2021 ohl priority selection 
Talking about 19 Mary Colts. <laughs> just go quick, like an auction here. Go, yeah, See? 19 the Mary Colts. No, 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 they play no, no, no. Uh, in Barrie, Ontario. Cars! <laughs> 18 oh, the Sioux Greyhounds. 17 the Kitchener Rangers. 16 the London Ikes. 15 the Saginaw Spirit. 14 the Hamilton Bulldogs. 13, you got the Saturday thing. 12, we have the Ottawa 67s. 11, North Bay Battalion. 10, the Erie Otters. 9, Mississauga Steelheads. Eight, the Owen Sound Attack. Seven, the Flint Firebirds. Six, the Peterborough Peets. Five, the Kingston Frontenacs. Four, Windsor Spitfires. Three, Guelph Storm. Two, the Oshawa Generals. And the winner, by now most OHL fans probably know, that one, the Sudbury Wolves. There's your 19. There's Colin's list of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Each week? Hey, we should do that. Next week I should have. Just a list of random stuff. <laughs> I saw a bird today. <laughs> I I opened the pool today. Oh man! It, this hey, this weather change is annoying though because I can't open the pool. I mean, another I couple weeks. Right? That's another what couple I'm weeks. trying to do. Like another another couple. Oh yeah, just man. just chilling in the country. Yeah, good old Br- oh country. Ooh. Well, for me, I'm in Brantford. That's and it's very unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah, we gotta get this stay at home order. Then we can do the live show. I know, right? That's, that's what. I'm that's gonna saying. be a time. That's gonna be a time. Yeah. I can tell you that one, Delta Ontario. It will, it will, it will be, oh, yeah. uh, it'll be a lot of fun. But uh, before we get into this Tom Wilson stuff, I'd just like to say, shout out to all the people who tweeted out the London Knights were automatically guaranteed the first overall pick. That Never. went well, didn't it? Good job, guys. Yeah. Round of applause to everyone. Hey! That. You did it. You blew um, it. I'd like to give a shout out to everyone to say you are not Captain Obvious. So. Uh, Take a seat, and uh, you were wrong. Sit so down. nice try. But, Sit uh, down. It's like when the guy strikes yeah. out. Sit down. Like, like the Houston Astros heading into Yankee Stadium. That was trash awesome. cans. Um, hey, you know what? We're gonna get. I'm gonna get an inflatable trash can. Just put it out on my doorstep. The bathrooms. <laughs> even though we signed 150, even though I'm a Jays oh, fan, we signed a 150 million dollar contract to George Springer. He's played three games. So a guy who's injured. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Good one, yeah, Ross and the boys. We'll get into Tom Wilson in this second segment. OHL alumni played with the Plymouth Whalers from 2010 to 2013. Uh, respectively, each year he played 28, Force. 49, and 48 games. And you say, oh, he's important to the goal scoring and the points for the Washington Capitals. Well, he is, but he really wasn't um, with the Plymouth Whalers, six points in 28 games, his first season, 27 points in 49 games, his second season. And then his third season was pretty good. He had 58 points in 48 games played. So the topic of debate, George Harros, former enforcer, by the way, um, handed down a $5,000 fine to Tom Wilson after the incident at Madison Square Garden with Artemi Panarin, uh, with Pavel Buchnevich. Yeah, uh, Twitter wasn't happy. And yeah. uh, we'll go to Joel, guests first. Yeah. Um, I'll what, do you, what are you thinking here? How do, how do you view that whole situation? I, I don't know why why they allow him to keep doing doing the same thing over again, right? It's kind of the definition of insanity right if you don't punish him he's gonna keep keep the consistency yeah there's no consistency i mean earlier today shane goss gets a two-game suspension rightfully so um 
But if that's a two-game suspension, why isn't Tom Wilson being suspended? Yeah, and why and why isn't um, why isn't Sidney Crosby getting looked at when his thing on former starting to sting Ottawa sixty-seven Thomas Connecting? I mean, yeah. that was a takedown. That was no different than the Muslim takedown on Anthony Mantha last year. But it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's something where you look at it, and I, I heard this on Hockey Central Sportsnet five ninety to fan on i want to say it was the two on tuesday so i guess may the 4th for all you star wars fans um about them saying the process is essentially they look at the hit they determine whether the hit was a suspendable offense and if it is that's when they get into whether they've been suspended before so in this case if they would have deemed it a suspendable offense, yeah, we could have been looking at he's done for the season. We will see him in 2021-2022. Or as what happened, they didn't deem it as a suspendable offense. So then they look at the player and they say, oh, I guess we'll give him the max, which, wow, $5,000, which is a lot for us. For them, it's yeah. meh. Whatever you go. I was gonna go spend that on a pair of sunglasses or something. Anyway, yeah, or a watch what is or that? Two two weeks in the show? Yeah, essentially. That, that's essentially what I make in like. Because I know Mike Trout. Two and a half I know Mike, months. So yeah, I know Mike Trout. Like every hour gets. A, yeah, almost like a thousand. That. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so, every takes. That's cool. I gotta get into that again. I used to get into that like my last year of high school. I used to always get into that. Look up how much guys make, like per step and stuff. Michael Jordan was like crazy. It was like per step, he makes like ten bucks. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, well, my step count would be through the roof. Bryce Harper's kind of there too with his contract, and you yeah, see yeah. that in baseball a lot. So, um, but yeah, it's you look at Mantha and Muzzin, and everyone can say, "Well, Mantha tried to go after Muzzin." It goes, "Okay, well, Panarin tried to go after Wilson." What's know, the difference? Nothing at all. Like, like, like that's in the connect, that's in the, the connecting, I, the connecting Crosby thing last yeah. night as well. Yeah, and I put, so summer. I put it out on Twitter, like, and this wasn't a knock at anybody. This, like, I wasn't defending Tom Wilson, but some people were looking at it Over as, well, why are you comparing it to him? He's not a repeat offender. And it's like, okay, first off, let's look at it. Jake Muzzin did to Anthony Mantha. Anthony Mantha. Missed there was how, intent. How long? there was intent. One to, one or two months or whatever he missed. I want to for sure a month and a half. I don't remember like getting matter and matter each day or each game yeah. he missed. So <laughs> it, it it's not about whether there was intent or not because every time you're going to hear the player say, "Yeah, I didn't mean to do that," even though sometimes yeah. they did. They're clearly not going to say that. So what? Why as fans are we getting upset over something that? didn't happen in this situation where $5,000, nothing really happened. Um, well, whereas the same situation occurred in a game between the Detroit Red Wings and the Toronto Maple Leafs, where again, well, nothing happened. Like, what are we expecting here as fans? There's some favoritism like, there too. I hate to say it, but there is some favoritism there. With the Toronto. Yeah. I understand Muzzin plays for Toronto. I understand that for not winning a cup since 1967, you are the center of the hockey universe, which should not be the case. It's just, it, it amazes me what's where the Washington capitals, they won a cup a couple of years ago. So 
I, I don't know. I really don't get it. I don't. Well, that's the thing, too. You brought up repeat offend, uh, offender. Yeah. Look at Rafi Torres whoa, whoa, whoa. for his fourth suspension. See ya. Isn't Tom Wilson a repeat offender? <laughs> Three times. What did he get last time? Like 20 games? I think his last he got seven. 20 games. He got a seven game. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what does so if you're not gonna the consistency is out of whack. I know there's it's all messed up. Well, and there's another thing that from the hockey standpoint, from the hockey standpoint, I would like to see more be have players to be allowed to police the game a little bit more. I mean, baseball is a joke for that, how you can't retaliate by throwing at a guy or, or you get suspended. It's a joke. But I wish – I mean, I agree you don't need the enforcers. Like, you don't need, like, the Proberts and the Rocks and those guys going at it. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I would love it because, I mean, I would love watching that when you see two – Yeah, like, you, you think about it. Bobby Clark is probably, like, people are expecting him to get a suspension for that. I did that yeah. on a Tuesday Tuesday night game, and everyone but, was praising me. Like, like, yeah. like you think about that, yeah. Bobby Clark, but, Bob Prober. Like, these guys do that on a regular basis. Like, well, it's not so much about that. I just want to see to have players to be allowed to police the game because there's no kids coming up in the league that can fight. Really in no, the OHL. No, really in the OHL. Really in the OHL. How many guys did we have that have been looked at or drafted out of this league that have uh, been – that can fight. Yeah, drafted. Drafted's a different story. Yeah, but signed yeah. like Navrin Mutter. Yeah, Mutter can hit. Yeah, like he hasn't really been able to fight because of, I mean, the fight rule, right? Which like, I agree with. There shouldn't like, be a fight rule. You could look at Carbonera, but he nope. hasn't really yeah, had but, an opportunity to get to the NHL, anyways. Yeah, he hasn't had the opportunity. I'm just looking at guys like that that can throw and can also play like a special teams role, right? Because you're not going to have fighters. You're not going to have enforcers in, in the NHL. That's gone. But I would really like to have that guy, like that Chris Neal in Ottawa still that yeah. can kill penalties, play on the fourth line and play a valid role. I would really like to see that. I would like to see like when Chris Draper played for the wings, like he can kill penalties. He can play all over. He can play on special teams, which is huge. I would love to see that because that takes it out of the game. You don't have, and you see that every year you see a good player do something dumb that is out there because he knows he's going to get away with it. He knows if he's in that spot on the ice, he knows he's going to get away with it. So I would like to see that guy that can throw him because I still think it's important. And I credit Stevie Y for this because he is doing that with Detroit. Still, there's still Detroit has guys that can throw punches, which I love because we're not going to get walked around, but they're, I would love to see teams start to adapt to get a guy that can throw because that stuff doesn't happen. You don't have Brad Marshant going around taking shots and uh, jabs and stuff after the whistle on Rasmus Dalene there, Buffalo Boston a couple nights ago when that happened there with Dalene with in Marshant. You wouldn't have that. If Buffalo had a guy that was tougher that you know he's in that lineup, no, we're not touching it. Yeah. I mean – if last night, if Philadelphia still had a guy like Zach Ronaldo, I mean, who's gone now in Calgary, but if they had Zach Ronaldo still in Philadelphia, that does not happen with connecting last night. That doesn't No, happen. I mean, you it got Joel Faraby fighting last night. Yeah. yeah. You don't want those guys fighting, and that's the point. Like, yeah. in Detroit, it was like that, too. Detroit had that problem, too, because it was always Anthony Mantha. Anthony yeah. Mantha would fight, and Anthony Mantha would break his hand. What? I mean, Steve Ott was the best signing Kenny Holland made in the last four or five years. Because of that, I mean, Steve Ott would never win a fight, but he would he would show up, and that's the main part. He would show up. 
and he almost had the historic comeback. He started the historic comeback against the Leafs in that outdoor game, whatever one it was in Toronto, but he's, he almost started that historic comeback because he fought Martin. I mean, I think, I think that's great to have those guys that can finish checks. They play hard. They can kill penalties. They can play net front on the power play or whatever. And they can throw punches if something happens because I think it's very important to let players police the own game. And a lot of kids can't fight right now. A lot of them can't. And yeah. I think it's so important to have guys that can uh, do that because it makes you think those in-between plays do not happen. Those in-between plays do not happen with guys like that. I mean, that's why I like the Tuchuk so much. When, Cal- when you watch Calgary and Ottawa, any bad play, Matthew or Brady Tuchuk are right in there. Right in there. And I think that's very important to have guys like that in the lineup that know, hey, if I – on the other team, hey, if I hit that guy, if I drag him down to the ice like that, and if I uh, cross-check him in the neck, I might be done for the night because it might not look pretty because the guy's going to go after me. And I think that is so important. You don't need the – you do not need the Proberts. You don't need those guys, but you need – Darren McCarty, for example, Darren McCarty, a Darren McCarty type player would be perfect right now. I mean, Darren McCarty and Belleville used to rock guys. He used to rock guys. And I mean, then he comes up to the NHL and he played that tough role. I mean, the Claude Lemieux situation. Like, I just think guys like that are so important that can yeah. play special teams and can throw them if something happens. Because I think the NHL needs that. Because if they lose that, you're going to have so many situations like the Wilson situation because they can run yeah, around and Shaw's be another guy. Another yeah, guy. Shaw, who just retired. Congrats, man. That's years a good, old, retired. But yeah, good career. There's no room. I mean, the NHL is moving the other way, and I don't like it. In no, opinion, I, mean, I don't like it. He he put his body in the line. I mean, he at 29, he he's got the concussion problems, and but you got to commend him. I mean, he was a big part of those cup teams. I know people look at Kane, Taves, and rightfully so. But he gave those guys the room. He gave them those yeah. guys the swagger to to know, yeah. hey, you're not touching them. Exactly, and I think that's. Yep. And by the way, uh, Tom Wilson left the game early. I saw uh, that. Yeah, upper body injury. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as Artemi Panarin's injury, but no. Yeah, you talk. You talk about Peros is in the building too. Oh, who cares? Peros. Um, <laughs> uh, you <laughs> done it right the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, and a lot of people are saying the Caps shouldn't have even dressed Tom Wilson. And it's like, well, that's essentially giving a, him a suspension within the club. So what's the point of that? But Well, that's the thing, right? It's not the team's job to police. Yep. You have a, you have a department of safety for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I and it always that. goes back to the consistency but of the whole thing. I, I just like to have that guy on the team, on a team where, you know, if something goes wrong, I mean, that's why, that's why the Leafs, quote unquote always lost to Boston because they didn't have that toughness. And I think it's so important to have that guy. Only one guy, that's all you need on your roster that hey, in the back I know like Ryan Reeves. No one will run around in Vegas. They'll yeah. get, get killed. But I mean, Ryan Ryan Reeves doesn't do Tom Wilson stuff. No. He'll hit no, you, he'll fight you. Reeves. He's not gonna but punch you in the back of the neck. No. And that's the part. That's why nobody will touch anyone on Vegas. Yeah. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna talk touch a tuck or some or, or a carlson nobody's gonna do that on that touch anyone on that, or run flurry or leonard nobody's gonna do that because they know if they do something ryan reeves is gonna come over the boards 
and knock yeah. you out. I mean, he's a heavyweight. He's a unit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well that, that, that's what we're seeing. And you look at the NHL and they're going away from the enforcer. And it, it's is it really the NHL's doing that's the problem with I that? Because I think it's the grassroots. You look at, I think the, it's OHL, you look at the USHL, WHL, QMJHL. It's it, like nobody's developing someone that – hits or finishes checks or you know will drop the gloves because someone did something stupid like it i think it doesn't happen anymore like we don't teach Mm -hmm. it anymore and i'm not saying they did teach it before clearly i was had guys for those times but you had guys in practice that would grab you by the yeah front of the jersey and say hey let's practice fighting well i and i remember that debate i wish i could did that I remember that debate came up back, oh, five to eight years ago in minor hockey about concussion problems and, you know, wanting football to be more um, aware of the concussion problems, hockey, baseball, except whatever, whatever sport it was. And for hockey specifically about, well, nobody teaches hitting, so how can we expect them to hit them properly to not injure them, huh. like, in their heads or, you know, wherever? Like, how can we expect them not to injure people if we're not teaching them how to do it? And there was exactly. talks of taking hit hitting out of, like, single A or double A or whatever, because clearly there's no hitting in MD, AE, or yeah, uh, house it, It's a matter of if we want it to still be an element of the game, I don't, it's a matter yeah. of we need to teach them how to hit properly or else it's going to continue. They're going to keep missing their shoulder and they're going to hit their heads. Like, well, it, like think, we have to be able to teach them and show them that, hey, this is how to properly, you know, use your weight, throw someone to the ice by hitting them shoulder on shoulder instead a of, lot of missing and hitting them in the head. A lot of kids are scared to get hit. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that, that you, has to do and with that's it. Yeah. Thing. They're scared to get hit. And they're not raised to. They're not yeah. raised to play tough. A lot of the a lot of the kids, like even our generation, reached like growing up. Guys were scared to get hit. I mean, they weren't yeah. even in, a lot of like, guys in baseball. Tough. Like, yeah, you you get hit by a pitch. Bad. Oh, free ninety! I love that all day. So Same, many of my there's a lot of kids were that don't like the it. baseball. It it was horrible. Man, I used to stand on a white line to get hit right here in like the forearm Same. or yep. not the forearm in the muscle spot because it didn't hurt or the back. I, I had like thirty hit and, by pitches in forty I I... games one year. It was awesome. Yeah, you wore the elbow pad. Oh, I man, that didn't even I make didn't, a difference. I really? Out of those thirty times, I maybe got hit in the elbow five. Like oh, it was yeah. either in the rear end or my back. If it was in the back, if it was, whatever. if it was coming, I wasn't getting out of the way. I just turned. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it, yeah. it's a part of the game. Right. Rat. Rat. Playing a line. It's a part of the game that I really like. I really don't want it to leave. I really enjoy watching highlights of the flyers beating the crap out of the Russians. I love watching videos of that. Like I love watching the Canada Russia series, like seeing them. Fun. Like it's, that, it's awesome. It's just a matter of, like I said, you have to teach them how to do it properly. That way the elements of the game can stay and we don't have to, you know, physically ban fighting or, you know, exactly. ban certain things. Whereas you're getting a 20 game suspension because no one taught you how to do it properly. Exactly. 
in Hollywood. You probably love that Flyers talk there. I need to, I'm thinking yeah. of the Flyers. I got to get the Bobby Clark picture with the Stanley Cup. That's iconic, that picture. Reese, Reese is a big Bobby Clark guy. I respect it. No, my dad used to be a big Flyers fan. Apparently, this is a oh. – I, I don't know how much I believe him his story <laughs> because he's told a lot of stories. He says he was in a Bon Jovi video one time. Don't believe oh, yeah? it because we gotta get him on. We gotta yeah, get him on to explain it. We gotta get him on to explain that. It was a big crowd, and you couldn't tell it was him. So it's like, can you really <laughs> believe that he was actually in it? But anyways, he uh, at Joe Louis Arena Square. when he was, I, I think he was still a Flyers fan, but uh, they pre- they pretended to be someone's family member or a family friend or whatever, and they, got, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, so many and, and they got to go so into the dressing room, and it was like, I'm like. Well, back then, no how security. in the hell no did you possibly pull that off? And I know he's a we could never do that. Like, like he's a big fan of Bobby Clark, and you know, I, I, I even enjoyed Hextall like slashing yeah. people and fight. Like, I enjoyed that. I enjoy the Flyers watching those highlights and everything. And Joel, you're probably a huge fan of it too. But it's yeah. oh, for sure. I mean, he's that's, got a that's video. the glory days, right? Hollywood, Hollywood's got the video saved of Giroux hitting Crosby. In the playoffs there <laughs> yeah, years yeah. ago. <laughs> Could you imagine if Carter Hart was Ron Hextall? Oh, starts fighting Slash and oh, he'd be the Roberto Luongo. He'd be the captain. That's he'd why I'm such captain. a big fan of Connor Bunneman being a flyer. Yeah, no former team. Ranger captain. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that should be a Twitter poll this week. If you lose your teeth, do you replace them during your career? No. Ooh. Tyler Bertuzzi's got to keep his teeth like that until he's done. But yeah, the thing is, yeah. though, they won't form. They'll, they'll form in. Like, you won't be able to get the replacements yeah. if you wait so long. That'd be tough. I wonder if that's like, hey, Dr. Colin on dentistry. As I'm playing with the headphones. <laughs> but that would be interesting. I wonder what that's like to get your teeth knocked out. Like, yeah. If you want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to find out, go visit Tom Wilson. Uh, <laughs> good segue <laughs> to the break. Uh, when we come back, the Muskegon Lumberjacks. We'll do an update on them. Colin's the flannel. wearing flannel. He's wearing a, the flannel. Uh, yeah, you know it. The sure. Super Bowl champions. Yeah, okay. All right. Drew <laughs> Locke, that's my cornerback. What up, A-Rod? Here. What that, up, A-Rod? That's enough out of you. What up, A-Rod? Um, we got Vanderland We got rocking the, uh, rocking the Philadelphia Eagles sweater. We got Devontae Williams. And then there's me, who's committed to the OHL, wearing my Ice Dogs jersey. But uh, What up? Okay, you can't just change <laughs> mid-segment. Like, come I got, on. I got, a, I got, a got dress at person. least change. I got a dress person. What are we I got a dress person. On? I got a dress person. You know what? Hey, okay. I'll flaunt the flannel. I'll flaunt the flannel. All right, let's see flannel. it. We will flaunt the flannel. We will discuss the Muskegon Lumberjacks when we come back here on the Own 60 Podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward and our guest, Joel Vanderland. It's time for our Muskegon Lumberjack segment. The first round kind of not snuck by us, but, uh, it uh, went by pretty quickly. Best two out of three series. Um, they go by pretty fast. So to get you caught up, the Muskegon Lumberjacks took on the Green Bay Gamblers. 
in the first round of the postseason. Game one went to Muskegon, a three to one final in front of 375 people at Mercy Health Arena. And then they completed the sweep against the uh, against the gamblers. I don't have all months posted. Good job, Reese. I'm all oh, good. I'm flaunting the flannel and tweeting that the jazz. That is embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> and, so, yeah, in game one, sorry, excuse me, it was a three to two victory for the Muskegon Lumberjacks, April 30th in front of 375 people. And then they, uh, then they took game two, three to one um, at Mercy Health Arena. Both games took place. So they sweep the Green Bay Gamblers in the first round of the playoffs, which means they are meeting up with the Chicago Steel, who are essentially what we've gotten here in Canada. The vibe from the USHL is that the Chicago Steel, I'm not going to say are like the London Knights of the USHL, but they seem to be that dominant force where you look at them and you're like, okay, they have a chance to do really good things every year. So essentially we're looking at that series um, pretty close Muskegon and Chicago. They were number one and two uh, in their conference. So it should be a fun one. The series gets underway May 7th. So on, uh, on Friday at Fox Valley ice arena uh, with game two to follow on May 8th in, in Muskegon. And then of course, game three back in Chicago on the 10th of May, Collins got the flannel on in the break. He went and changed uh, we're in the flannel. There was a tweet that was posted. Or McGregor walking on our or account McGregor at walking. the Owen 60 podcast. Let's go. We are ready. Uh, oh, Lumberjacks. Yeah. We're again, this is, we're not stealing the idea. I just got the idea uh, from Martian Mello who are no longer on TSN 1150 because TSN 1150 is not a thing, but uh, Martian Mello were awesome. If you like Canadian football, oh, check yeah. out. Uh, Canadian football perspective. They do Martian Mellow every Friday. Um, so make sure to check them out. But good show. Uh, um, it's a good show. Oh, I love that show. The Friday House Party. Man, that takes me back. Um, yeah. But they they essentially, because there was no CFL, they followed a NCAA team in uh in Marshall. Yeah, the Marshall the herd. Thundering Herd. That's and a sweet name. I, I'm totally blanking on where they're from. I'm totally blank. I can't figure oh, it sure. out to save my life. It's in South Carolina. I know that. Mm-hmm. I think it's in South Carolina. Something Carolina. Um, we need geography. But, but essentially, they were huge fans of the Marshall Thundering Herd throughout their entire season. And it, it was just fun to be a part of. As, the, as one of the producers of their show, it was absolutely amazing to be a part of. They actually the fan base in Marshall took them as, Hey, this is awesome. We have fans in Canada. That's pretty sweet. So this is kind of the idea behind it, uh, behind us following Muskegon and it kind and of they followed out. us on Twitter. Yeah. It works <laughs> out that Daniel Gushin um, is a part of that team. We really were expecting to see him with the Niagara ice dogs. We were excited to see him play with the Niagara ice dogs that more than likely will not happen uh, as San Jose might have other plans for him, but, they're in Huntington, West Virginia. Huntington, that's it. Oh, West Virginia. Ooh, Carolina. I wasn't even close. Ugh, that's embarrassing. Oh, well. I'll get Huntington, I'll get West eight. Virginia. Yeah, that's right. Whatever. Oh, mama, take me on country roads. 
Um, <laughs> John Denver Country Roads. Um, <laughs> we're going to start the show like that next week. We're flaunting the flannel. We're singing the karaoke that's usually on in a lot of OHL arenas. We're ready to go, Reese. I'm um, strutting around here like Conor McGregor. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm Jack. Um, Happy Margarita Day, Reese. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for <laughs> anyone out there looking for a hockey team to cheer on the Muskegon Lumberjacks are facing the Chicago Steel May 7th at 7.05pm is game one and of course the other series taking place at the same time it is Fargo taking on Sioux City they also get started on May 7th 7.05 puck drop uh, in that one at the Tyson Event Center so no OHL means some USHL streaming, and it should be fun. And before we end the show, might as well do a little bit of a, a U18 update. Um, yes, sir. Show guest. We're going, we're going and, for the gold one. Yeah, right? Show we guest. We got two. We got a right. Let's go Pinelli. And Osman. He is lighting it up. Let me just yes, say that. Um. I'm just going to pull up the stats here quickly, the leaderboards uh, from the tournament. There we go. The internet. It's amazing, isn't it? Please work. It's, ama- it's amazing what can happen. Remember when, I, remember when I couldn't get internet for like yeah, a week last year during the series? That was and, we still, and then we still, and we still won. won, won spotty Wi-Fi. We're awesome. And then we won back-to-back because yep. we just – That was great. Joe, we just showed up. Joel Vanderland, big part of that as well. Hollywood. Love that. <laughs> Um, yeah, you like Hollywood update. Brown in the NFL. There's Hollywood Vanderland in the OHL. <laughs> Let's go. Um, trademark that, Joel. I should. Uh, just kind of give you the rundown before we end the show here. Uh, the leaderboard for the U18s Matt Mishkov of Russia. Not great with foreign names. He's got 12 points tied for the tournament lead with none other. Then, very youngster, yeah. Connor Bedard. We oh, yeah. saw how well he played with the Regina <laughs> yeah. Pats. Um, it was unfortunate the way his season came to an end. Of course, condolences yeah, to his family um, with the passing of his grandfather. But uh, he's got 12 points in this tournament. Shane Wright right behind him along with Mason McTavish and uh, Daniela Yurov and Francesco Pinelli. All guest. With 11 points in the tournament, tied for second. Yeah, show guest, love that. Love to see them excel. Um, and then, of course, it goes down on and on. And it's kind of where yeah. the stats are. Inter- but interesting tournament. A lot of OHLers going there, lighting it up. That that goal yesterday by Connor Bedard against Sweden, the first one, that was filthy. Not bad. That eh? was shot. That was shot with authority. Like that was like a slam dunk. You know, like when you just drop it down hard. Yep, man. Ooh, he took that puck, like, gets a puck through the neutral zone, kind of like, giving go. Nice to touch pass, too. He got the puck back. But that shot, I mean, he had so he had so little room to get the puck off and, like, get it through. And to find that spot, it's textbook. That's a snipe. Yeah. Nasty. Nasty 16-year-old. Like, these kids are so good coming up. It's crazy. Yeah, Canada getting the job done um, in the semifinals take, as they took on Sweden. Eight to one win, very convincing. Not what you would expect in a uh, in a semifinal game, but it happened. 
Um, they will head to the finals. Clearly, this game will have ended by the time everyone is listening to this, but it will either be uh, Finland or Russia. Of course, that game taking place tonight, Lambert. Thursday, May 6th. So if you're listening Friday, you will already know who has won the tournament. Um, so yeah, go Canada, go, essentially. Yes, sir. Good luck to good luck to Brandon Othman and Francesco Pinelli as well. Yeah. Right on. So that will Man. essentially conclude this Fun episode of the Owen 60 podcast. Fun week. Fun week. The lottery was a success. That was a home run, in my opinion. That was a home yeah. run for the uh, Yeah, it was it was definitely an exciting good Wednesday. Marketing. Good marketing thing to do the lottery. It makes so much sense to do the top six. It just makes yeah. sense to do that. You just get extra views. I mean, so many in those teams that aren't in the playoffs or recently eliminated, you're going to want to watch that because your team's in it. So you're going to get those views too. Yeah. Like tonight, like Niagara didn't even have a pick. And I, the, and I looked at the chat because I got a shit, like we got a shout out. So that was cool. <laughs> but, but like Niagara had a lot of fans in there watching and they didn't really have a horse in the race. Yeah. So it's fans are interested in this. I mean, it's a great move, I think, for the OHL to do, and I hope they continue to do so because yeah, it would be nice to see this every year. Yeah. I think so too. I think that's perfect for the O marketing wise too. I think it's great. Yeah, Joel, what do you think you the chances change. are they continue to do this, if at all? Yeah, that's that's an interesting. I think I think you got to kind of have to look at it and and kind of see if you need the, the revenue from it. Yeah, that's it. I hate to yeah, say it, but that's essentially what it's all about here, right? Fighting, you're gonna get, funding, yeah, you're funding. Gonna, I wonder. I want to know. I don't think that like they got a lot more than what they put in. I think for the fun for like the revenue on this uh, broadcast tonight. In my opinion, I mean pre-recording and stuff like you can work that out pretty good. I I like it. I I think it's I think it's a big reward by doing this i really do like i think it was huge like the hype going into it too from the fans i think it's great i think it's great the only thing i didn't like was how every fan oh london with the first pick london with the first pick that's clearly not the case i think it's a great move for the league and i love the outcome of yesterday night so it's right on yeah, I think that's the big thing is I think you, if you're the OHL now, you, you kind of go and you look at, at the big TV markets, uh, uh, the t- big TV uh, providers, and you say, well, would you pick up an OHL lottery? And yeah. then yeah. If, if they say sure, then, well, then well, maybe it's something. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure there were a few cable networks, not cable networks, cable stations Radio. around the Ontario Hockey League that actually did carry this. I saw that AM there were some requests too. to get the – to get the draft lottery um, broadcasted on the it. channel. So. And that's a lot it's of just, money you're putting in. It, especially you, on ha- radio. you have to expose the league when you haven't played a game in God knows how long forever. Um, you have to find a way to get your name back out there, get people interested in it again, because um, the season ticket holders who lost a season, um, mm-hmm. hopefully they got all their money back. I don't know specifically if they did. Yeah, I don't think a lot was – I don't but, honestly – I know London I know London never released it at all. Yeah. We you didn't have to put down anything from London. So, and it, it was a good event. Really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed this episode, episode 54 of the Own 60 podcast. Joel, really appreciate you one. coming on, talking. 
I know you're pretty busy. You've got a lot of ice dog stuff going on. So um, thanks for doing this. Can't wait to have you back on. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. I always, uh, I always like talking uh, hockey with you guys and, and appreciate uh, being part of the team with the articles. Oh yeah. Hollywood. Joel Vanderland, nationally recognized journalist by the <laughs> Owen 60 Hall of Fame Hockey League. <laughs> Owen 60 Hall of Famer. Holy Owen 60 wow. Hall of Famer. We've only been Hall. a thing for Hall. like a year and a quarter. What was the maybe maybe more? Year and a Hall quarter. of Fame. I forget all, the Hall of Fame effects. We had Brantford's the biggest. Brantford would be the biggest effect. We had saying Brantford gets oh, a preseason Brantford game. gets an OHL preseason game. <laughs> it would be the most hyped preseason game by any media. That's still on for 2021 it. because clearly it's on forever. Have any. Until it's on, what do you mean it's on forever? I'll sign up five, five, five years. Five years. Five so years. So we have four contract. years left. Yeah, four years on the contract. All right, fair enough. It's that meme. Yeah, Colin's still saying, saying it's on forever. It's been what 80, 80 years. It's Colin Branford. That's again. awesome. It's like that least fan in the uh, chair, like the skeleton waiting for the cop. Yeah, I'm just sitting there waiting for that. Call, game Colin's just outside the Gretzky. Branford. I'm just sitting out there waiting for the game. Who needs tickets? That's awesome, oh, scalper. All right. That concludes our episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will chat in two weeks.